Live Radio. Expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Radio. I'm your host, Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and business coach, and I have decided to bring on other successful entrepreneurs to share their story and how they are helping others to do the impossible. Today, my guest is Alex Badita, and she is the founder of Pressivity, and she is a writing and self-esteem coach, author of Write Your Way to Happiness. Welcome, Alex. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. I'm so excited to have you here today because of the topic, and you have coached a ton of people through healing in their life, through achieving their dreams, and you first had to walk through this process yourself. So I'm wondering if we could start today and if you could just describe your childhood and how how did it lead you to teach others through healing and writing? Yeah, I love this question. <laughs> it always helps me go down the memory lane. The funny thing is that I always loved writing. And even when I was little in my childhood, I used to write stories about princes and princesses. And it was so much fun, but I didn't really connect the dots. Later on, I went to university. I studied journalism and I went into project management. After that, I did a little bit of web editing and I worked in media, but uh, my career path kind of went into project management and marketing. And it wasn't that creative as I had expected it. So I felt the need to, to use my creativity in a different way. I started blogging. It, at first, it was a fashion blog. So when I first opened Impressivity, when I first launched it, it was a fashion blog. <laughs> and it just went from fashion uh, to travel, lifestyle. And then I started writing about dating and it was such an interesting journey with it. And now I don't have on my blog the the first articles, but I do have them archived. And it's so funny when I read them. <laughs> uh, but it was, you know, it was part of who I was. And I always used writing as a go-to. I, I really needed to have a corner to just write about stuff that was going on in my life, the lessons that I was learning learning. And, you know, I wasn't really capturing it as, as a therapeutic tool. But after that, uh, I went through a more difficult phase. And I ended up in therapy, I had a breakdown, and I went to uh, therapy sessions. And my therapist, I don't know how, but she sensed that I really love writing. So in between sessions, I would have like a small homework. <laughs> And I would have to write and keep a journal in between sessions. And that was absolutely incredible. It helped me heal. And that's how I, I started to, to look back and see that all those writing pieces, my blog and, and everything that I had been doing on the side was healing. And for me, that was the most important uh, part of, of my journey. So I really, really wanted to share it with other people because it was just easy and accessible and, you know, something that anyone can, can try to do it. Wow. That's really, it's really exciting to hear, first of all, your, your journey of, of discovering that, because I think how many people go through a therapy session and there's no action around it. 
in that regard. And so I think that that's really a powerful thing that people can take away. What's the most difficult decision you had to make to fulfill your destiny? Wow. Yeah, I feel like all the all the decisions that I've made through my journey and that brought me here to this pre- present moment, uh, some of them seemed difficult, but and some of them didn't. For instance, I think if I if I'm being honest, I think uh, leaving my my corporate job was probably one of the most difficult decisions, although. For me, it felt the right thing to do, and you know, I would never, <laughs> uh, I would, I didn't regret it, and I, I never felt that it was uh, difficult in the sense of yeah. I knew that's the right thing for me because I could feel it deep down in my heart. But you know, from the rational perspective, I was giving up the certainty of having a paycheck at the end of the month. I was um, giving up all that comfort that comes with a nine to five job and just diving into uh, doing this as a, as a full time, you know, being an entrepreneur full time is it's, there's no certainty around that. So it was difficult, although I felt it was really the, the best thing I could, I could do. And you know, it's funny because now I, I think about it and it actually took me about, I had three attempts to leave the system and to uh, escape corporate jobs. <laughs> I just kept coming back all the time because of this uncertainty that I couldn't handle back then. And I would leave the job and try to do freelancing, but then come back right to the comfort of having the job. And now finally I, I had, I managed to, you know, work with the mindset and all the strategy. And uh, this year has been really incredible because I knew that this is, this is it. This is the time to do it. So what are some of the ways that you have overcome that uncertainty? Because I know that that's something everyone deals with. And so I think that if you have, do you have any like pointers? If there's somebody out there that was in your shoes going, oh my gosh, I can't take it. What would you say to them? Well, I will be completely honest. I think as an entrepreneur, we're constantly living in uncertainty. Yes. (laughs) I think that the biggest uh, tip is to just get comfortable with being uncomfortable and, <laughs> you know, start enjoying this uncertainty because uh, the moment I, I stopped seeing it as uh, uncomfortable and the moment I stopped seeing it as just being uncertainty and scary, I looked at it as being exciting, you know, just having the freedom to not knowing what's going to happen and having the freedom to make your own decisions in your business. And, you know, you might be uh, in one place uh, today and you in six months later, you might be in a completely different place from a financial point of view, geographically, you know, in any, any sense. And for me, that is the best way in which I could overcome that, that fear of uncertainty. Yeah, that's good. So what are you most grateful for in your business? Ah, I love my, my gratitude list. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's funny because whenever I think about um, all the, the good things that my business brought into my life, 
the first uh, the first bullet point on my list has always been the people. I love meeting new people and all, everyone that has been coming into my life through my business. And by this, I mean my clients, uh, my um, uh, business partners or mentors, coaches, uh, people that I have met both inside the personal development industry and outside of the industry. It has been such a blessing. And also, I feel that all of my interactions have have developed in a in a completely different way. I feel that I can have in-depth conversations and that's something that I'm really really grateful for. And you know, it just opens up so many so many ways in in connecting with people. I really really love this and because I'm a people person and I love having this exchange of energy with people around me and Probably that's why I'm most excited when I do live events and workshops and I'm actually there with, with the people and with my clients face-to-face and I see them. That is uh, how I can actually recharge. <laughs> okay, that's, so you're extrovert. <laughs> you know, it's fine. I always thought of myself of being an introvert, but I don't know how. <laughs> I think I'm some, a little bit of both. <laughs> well, you know, I can definitely, identify with that and I think just even with the entrepreneurial group there's so many things that we go through that are there are the same you know like you're talking about the uncertainties and we all we all struggle with the exact same things every single day I totally agree with you with that I think that that's you know one thing we have in common in in that you know just connecting with people and how powerful that can be and and empowering even in your own business because then you don't feel like you're all by yourself building your business you are alongside a ton of other people that are doing the same thing you know exactly and I feel that was one one of the the things that I wasn't really aware of because working in corporate jobs you know you always go to the office you have uh, uh, your the people that you work with you have your team around you and you always speak with them but as an entrepreneur you're stuck at home with your laptop (laughs) and you're the only person in the world doing that. And, you know, it feels like, Oh my God, why am I doing this? But actually when you start finding your, uh, your tribe and you start networking with other entrepreneurs, you realize that everyone is going through the same things and through the same um, emotions, the same uncertainties, the same fears. And it's all about, finding the, the people that you want to share that journey with and that you resonate with because this is a, a journey that is best taken with other people around you at least from my perspective so far yeah I totally agree I absolutely agree because you know otherwise you just you get into this silo and the the trials that you're facing the struggles that you're facing the uncertainties you suddenly begin to think oh it's you're the only one and you know maybe you're failing at it but then you you know just a minute talking to somebody else or they're they're like me too (laughs) (laughs) exactly and you know it's I what I also find um through this journey is that it's important to have you know even a a small group of people it doesn't necessarily have to be a a huge uh, group of people but even if you have a small tribe or a a small mastermind uh, just 
talk to those people and share because they will be there to support you. But it's, it's also important to have someone to celebrate with, you know, yeah. even when it's just small things, the smallest win, the smallest victory is so important to celebrate it because I feel that as an entrepreneur, we have this uh, tendency to constantly chase goal after goal and milestone after milestone. And sometimes we just forget to uh, stop a little bit and celebrate because we are doing things. We are making things move and it's incredible. We just forget yeah. to, to give ourselves that credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's absolutely true. And when you cut, when it comes to those people that are achievers, like we, we do, we just like go around. Okay. There's another thing. That <laughs> it off now it's next to the other thing so true yeah so let's talk a little bit about your book writing your way to happiness what was your intention in writing the book and what have you learned in the process of sharing this message with other people so when I decided to write a book you know it 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 came as um as something really natural although for some reason I don't know why you know me as as a person who loves writing I never thought about writing a book but then you know as it happens I was in uh, on a holiday in India just relaxing on the beach and I don't know what happened somehow I just got this idea you know like a light bulb <laughs> turning on and it was like Alex you have to write a book and from then it was just you know just a matter of putting things into action and the intention of just sharing the whole um, idea of how writing is helpful, how uh, the power of writing can be so, so healing and there is so much that we can take from putting pen to paper. It's such an accessible tool, as I said, it, you know, it's, it's something that anyone can do. We don't need to spend tons of money on, I don't know, expensive therapy sessions or on expensive uh, tools, you know. It doesn't have to be a certain brand of pen or a certain type of notebook. <laughs> it can be just a classical A4 piece of paper and, uh, you know, just a random uh, pen and start writing. That was the message. What I really wanted to do through this book is to encourage people to just write, just give writing a try because it's not uh, about becoming a writer. It's about using uh, this tool as expressing your emotions and accessing those emotions that get piled inside of us and we just don't uh, become aware of them. And the minute that we start looking at them and putting them onto paper, then we can start healing. So, you know, it was such an interesting journey because, of course, throughout writing the book, yeah. it was uh, a healing process for myself as well, uh, going through all the, the stories. Um, it's a very personal book because I share a lot of my uh, journey, a lot of my insights. But also, the, you know, I had no idea what writing a book is about. <laughs> so I had to just learn along the way what it means to plan everything, plan the content, do the research, uh, do editing, formatting, uh, you know, everything else. And especially because I went down the self-publishing route. So everything was just, you know, a, a learning curve. And I'm really grateful for it because now when I saw the book got published, it was a dream came true. <laughs> 
So I'm really, really happy because this way my message got out there. It's a really beautiful feeling. That's really great because I wrote my first book as well. Um, I, don't, I actually don't sell it now because it's on a different topic than my business is. And, you know, I went through that same thing and it was like, you know, hunting down the solutions and trying to figure it all out and piecing it together. And it is such a journey, such an emotional journey. It is a powerful thing. But I also want to mention too, I can totally relate with you as far as the writing thing goes. I I think I have a journal page for every day of my life. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Since I was about five years old, I've written. And I think that it not only really allowed me to become a really great writer, but it allowed me to, like you said, really heal in a lot of areas. And if you've ever heard people say, your past is not what you perceived it to be. You just remember certain parts of your past and then you bring it up in a completely different light. Well, I had recorded absolutely everything that happened to me. And so I think that that was a huge thing for me too, because it allows you to go back and read what actually happened and you can heal at a whole nother light. Cause I did, you know, run into that where it was like, my memory wasn't exactly the same as what actually happened. And then you're like, Oh, that was a completely different scenario. Yeah. You know, that's also very interesting because sometimes the way that we remember uh, a certain situation has a very big impact. You know, we usually uh, tend to forget facts, but we, remember the way that we felt in that particular moment so yeah having this this opportunity to go back and read it it's really beautiful and at the same time you know there are many people who keep journals and I'm in that category Uh, I I keep journals but I I don't keep them in time Uh, once I finish one journal I just get rid of it because I don't feel like keeping it and holding on to it you know it it serves the purpose of me putting everything onto paper and then letting it all go Uh, but you know it works either way it's the way that we heal and we all uh, have different ways of healing yeah I do have to add to that is that all of my journals from my childhood and up to up to a couple of years ago I burned them all it was because I was done with it like you get to a point of of healing in your life or you get to a point of you know it's time to move on and I didn't need them you know Mm. you could do that you know, journal by journal, or you could do that over a number of years, whatever it is that you need. It is. It's really, really powerful. And the whole uh, ritual of letting emotions go, it's that process of putting everything onto paper and then you feel that it's already it's it's not inside of you anymore it's not torturing you anymore it's outside and you can see it in an objective way and then you can decide whether you you feel okay or you need to work through something or you can just burn it you know i really love the ritual of burning it and um there there is this this beautiful way of feeling that you're actually uh, burning those emotions and burning that chapter of your life. And that, oh my God, that feeling of relief afterwards, that's so powerful. It really is. There's nothing like a good campfire. (laughs) (laughs) The more journals, the bigger the fire. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, um, Let's talk a little bit about healing from heartbreak. How can writing help a person heal from heartbreak? And have you been able to find healing in this way in your life? Oh, yes. (laughs) 
um, yeah, just like I was mentioning earlier, you know, when I started my blog and after I went past the fashion phase, I started writing about my relationships and my dates and everything because it just felt like I wanted to share those lessons and uh, I think it also came from that idea that I felt responsible of sharing my side of the story in, in all of the dating situations, in all of the relationships that ended because, you know, sometimes you have either, uh, you know, it can end up in a fight or it can, you know, you may not get that chance to share your uh, opinions. And personally, I'm not the type uh, who uh, raises uh, their, their voice. And, you know, if there's a fight, then I just close uh, inside of me. That's why I don't know if I'm an extrovert. Or <laughs> <laughs> this is where my introvert side comes in. And I just close up and I don't go into that fight. So, you know, most of the times that results in me being frustrated with all my emotions and my negative feelings inside of me. So the way that I managed to get over that was to put it into writing. And because I also had my blog, I was thinking, well, you know what? I'm also going to publish it so that other women can, can know that uh, this can happen. This was my lesson and maybe it will help. Even if it just helps one other woman who reads it, then I will be happy that I contributed to that. So... For me, it was absolutely incredible because that's how I started using it. Although back then, I had no idea that was therapeutic. <laughs> I was just doing it because it felt so natural to write and share. And of course, sometimes there were uh, moments when I was writing, uh, you know, like letters to my exes or uh, stuff that I was really, really annoyed about and I didn't send them or I didn't share them publicly publicly. Uh, and they were just for me to just release that pain, it really helped. And having that blog and also, you know, just being able to uh, to have a platform where I was sharing it, I feel like I have a voice and, you know, it's my responsibility to do this. So, yeah, coming back to, to the first part of the question about how writing can heal breakups, it is absolutely incredible because after breakups we we tend to uh to question ourselves we tend to question our self-esteem our self-worth we we think that we are guilty we think that uh, we did something wrong and this whole process starts uh going in in our minds you know we start ruminating we start going into oh maybe if i had said this or if um i did that uh, and you know just putting it onto paper just releases that pressure of having it all inside of us and building that up because most of the times it just gets so entangled in our mind we have this tendency of making things to exaggerate them and making them look so much more terrible and you know it helps to to use writing in very many ways during heartbreak first of all it's it's about just putting down the story of the breakup putting down all your thoughts and getting them um, outside of you because they become torturing you know just being and i remember because i've been i've been there so many times just putting my head my my head on the pillow and starting crying and thinking over and over and over again uh, about the same thing 
up to that point where I just felt like I'm just, I need to write. I need to just get it all out because I can't deal with this anymore. And then, you know, you can either start looking at how your partner made you feel. Maybe you want to share something with him. Uh, you can you know, write something that uh, perhaps you wanted him to, to tell you, uh, you wish you had heard something from him. And again, you don't have to send any type of writing to him. You can just do it for yourself because that in itself is really healing. And most importantly, and I really, really want to, to make this a, a highlight, is self-forgiveness. Because in the process of heartbreak, as I said, we tend to look at ourselves as being the guilty part. Relationships are all about having equal side of the, the blame, if you want to say that. Although I don't, I don't like to call it blame, you know, we just contribute and we're, we're both, uh, like, both partners are in a relationship together. Um, but practicing self-forgiveness and just writing about how you choose to forgive yourself for yeah. actually doing your best and you know it just wasn't meant to happen it just wasn't meant to go further as a relationship and sometimes it, it's hurtful sometimes uh, partners uh, make really big mistakes sometimes partners cheat and always we we still get to, to blame ourselves so it's about forgiving yourself first, forgiving ourselves for what has happened and, uh, you know, accepting that it wasn't meant to, to be. And afterwards, after the, the, the wound is a little bit more healed, then we can look at forgiving the other person in the sense of, you know, instead of being angry at the ex-partner and allowing them to just consuming your time and your energy, just choose to forgive him. It doesn't mean that you're not hurt anymore. It just means that you are choosing to allow that negative energy to, to go away. So it's a lot of parts of the process that can be explored through writing. And it's something that I... I'm really, really passionate about. And I see this in my clients all the time because it can be difficult to start with, especially in the first, in the first stage, you know, right after the breakup. But once we start going into that, then, you know, it becomes really powerful and the healing starts happening and it's, it's absolutely incredible. I really like what you said about sometimes writing back to yourself from that person. And, you know, that's one thing that I've found in my life, not just like maybe with romantic relationships, but with any time anyone's ever hurt me, if I write my a letter to them and then write the response that I wish I would have gotten from them, it somehow it just like wipes out the, the emotional, it, it no longer hurts, you know, there's no emotion anymore, like erases it, like you just are able to then have that apology that you never got. Yeah. It's, that comes from, from our need of uh, having closure because we tend to, uh, to get really frustrated if we don't get closure. We really want the other person to, 
at least say that they are sorry or to say that you know they still love us or they want to uh, reconcile and again yeah it can be any type of relationship not only romantic relationships in, in friendships or even uh, with members of our family we still want that closure we want that chapter to to have uh, an ending but usually we don't really get it you know life is not really um allowing us all the time to get closure so we need to uh, be really uh, careful with that and to give ourselves that closure it's really really important to just make sure that we just close that chapter and we offer ourselves forgiveness and the other person and we just instead of just ruminating and keeping that negative energy inside of us we just let it go so you have eight different areas you identify in your book where people can write to bring healing in their lives which one has been the most impactful in your own life what uh, testimonies have you received in a, in any particular areas or one area that you've gotten more so in my um, in my journey, I have used writing mainly for healing, and you know also for self awareness, and that's something that I continuously practice. If I feel that something is off, that you know something is wrong, and you feel it in in your body, you feel it in your gut, your intuition is telling you that something is off, but you can't really pinpoint what it is then what I usually do and what helps me is that I, I sit in meditation for 10, 20, 30 minutes. And after that, I start writing because during meditation, I can relax and go deeper. And, you know, it's not just the surface of my thoughts. I can actually go deeper into my core. And then I start writing from that place. And the things that come up from that there it's always such a crazy experience because I you know most of the times it's something that has nothing to do with my reality with the current reality it's either something from the past or uh, some sorts of fears and it's absolutely important to be aware of them because in all type of healing the first step is to be aware to be in touch with those emotions to look at them and accept them so for me right now the biggest Part in uh, in my life is being aware and uh, understanding these emotions. So writing does that for me, and I talk about it in my book as well. And it's absolutely something that I encourage everyone to try because it it gives you such a big um, relief when you get to the bottom of it. You know, instead of just thinking, "Oh, what is it? What is it? What is it? Why am I so frustrated? Why am I annoyed? Why do I get triggered?" But once you get into that place, then it's uh, a lot better because then you know what you have to work with. The testimonials that I get are usually around how people use writing for, for their healing and also for, for achieving their goals. But, you know, that's, that's also something very important, how we can use writing for planning and for achieving uh, what, we, what we want in our lives. But I do have to say that one of the most powerful testimonials that I got it was a private one. That's why I don't have it on my website, but I'm not going to give any names. So I'm just going to say that someone who has gone through having a member of their family dying and they didn't get a chance to say goodbye. So writing has helped them because it was writing to them as if they were still alive. 
and telling them everything that they didn't have the chance to do. I think that's really, really powerful because it shows that, you know, writing can really be there for us to to help us through any type of situation. And it, it's a matter of just being brave enough to go into that place and accessing the pain and going through it because there's no way of going around the pain. We really have to go through it to actually heal. Yeah, that's good. You have a program to help boost self-confidence. What's your intention in creating that program and how does it include writing? Oh, yes. The Confidence Booster Program is one of my favorite things that I created because it is such a uplifting program. So what it is, it's actually a 30-day program where uh, people who sign up get a daily reminder or a daily challenge that helps them boost their confidence. Confidence is a muscle. It's like a muscle that we need to keep working uh, every day and we need to keep practicing. Anything that's low confidence and low self-esteem is about our programming. It's about our old patterns and behaviors. So anything that has been programmed can be reprogrammed and relearned. And the way we do that is by enhancing the discipline and practicing every single day with really small steps. I really love this program because it's uh, it's also the most accessible way that people can work with me because it's a 30-day program. You know, it's a boost that anyone needs at some point. <laughs> and it's also a holistic approach to confidence. The way that I, I'm really, really excited about, uh, about it is that I don't only look at confidence from one perspective, but from various uh, areas of our lives. You know, sometimes we don't even realize that even the way that we use our body, the things that we eat, uh, or, you know, very, very small things that have nothing to do with confidence, if you think about it, you know, like it's not the first thing that comes to your mind when you say confidence, but they are related to it. And I talk about them throughout the program because these small uh, shifts that we start implementing day by day are really contributing to uh, boosting our confidence in long term. And, you know, it's absolutely incredible how people start shifting and start transforming the way that they show up in their everyday lives because it's the small, small steps that we start taking. Uh, And, you know, any transformation is not going to happen overnight. So that's why we need to be consistent and uh, disciplined. But this program is about, you know, taking this really small action every single day and it will just work miracles. I really, really love it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like what you said too about the fact that confidence, like you don't, you don't just, okay, I reached this point in my life and now I'm confident and don't have to do any work in my life because life is not like that. You know, like you might lose your job and then your confidence is shot. You might go through a breakup. Your confidence is shot. You might uh, let yourself down. Maybe you said you were going to get in shape and then you didn't. And then your confidence is shot because you didn't follow through. And, and I think that's so powerful because it, it releases people from feeling bad if they're going through 
through season of low confidence that there is actual way to that they can shift that that it's not something that you either you know have or you don't have like you said you can learn it it takes the condemnation away from people that feel like oh I don't want to take a self-confidence program because I'm confident but they're really not they're dealing with it but they feel bad about it you know yeah and you know I don't think anyone will be uh, saying you know if you ask a, a room full of people anyone will be like oh I have low self-confidence yeah, yeah pick me, pick right because <laughs> you don't really want to admit that right it's something that we want to still wear that mask of uh, showing up as confident and uh, you know dealing with life and we have everything put together but then we go back home and everything just crashes around us and that's why it's really important and as you said you know we are constantly working on ourselves there's situations that we can encounter in our journey when we just go right back into uh, feeling like we don't have any confidence and our self-esteem dives right down and we are constantly doing the work that's why there is no way to uh, get to a point where we say oh that's it there's nothing more to learn and (laughs) I'll be honest with you I had to learn this the hard way because you know once I I went through therapy sessions and I had to uh, quit the therapy sessions because I moved from uh, my home country to London and I couldn't continue the sessions I was like okay but that's cool I'm healed now I can deal with anything but you know it's so easy it just takes a small um a small thing to just get you right back into that spiral but the thing is that we have to accept it and embrace it that things will will keep coming our way but the more we work on ourselves the more aware we become and we will more easily come back to our essence to our core and that's how uh, this whole work will start um, repaying. <laughs> that's really good. So how has helping others start over and heal allowed you to create a life that you love? Just seeing people, how they can transform their lives and having an impact, that's uh, probably the most satisfying part of uh, creating this life. And, you know, that's why I, as I said, I love doing live events and workshops because, you know, there are uh, people and usually at each and every workshop, there's at least one person who comes in and they are reluctant to writing. They're, they just look at the piece of paper and they say, oh, I, I really don't want to do this. And it's kind of scary. Like, what do I have to write? And <laughs> by the end of the workshop, you know, you see them lighting up and you see them changing. And then they're like, oh, do, do we get any homework as well? <laughs> and they completely change. And it's fascinating just seeing that. And, you know, there's also this, this whole freedom and also, you know, meeting so many people and um, having uh, people in your life and connections that you have from all over the world. You know, it's it's so amazing. Like I, I still can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> That's really exciting. And I know I've seen you kind of go around and, and you've been speaking at different places. And I think it's 
even with your launch of your book, it's it's been exciting to watch it, you know, and some of the, the stories on your Facebook. You're really good at doing Facebook Lives. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I've liked some of your work you've done. I wasn't that good when I started. Oh, my God. I was terrified by that little red light on the Facebook Live when I turned it on the first time. <laughs> it was terrifying. I don't know why. Facebook launched it but you know when I first gave it a try it was like oh my god <laughs> you know it's funny that you say about that I'm the, it was the same way and not really good at it I mean even I do YouTube and I still struggle with the quality of my videos because I'm I'm learning still learning and all of that but with my my Facebook live I think one of the videos I did was in the dark it was probably the worst video that you've in history of recorded doesn't really even look like me um and it's like me looking down into the camera worst thing in the world and it it was i think it was last year i did it and it was it nobody watched it i downloaded it and i put it on youtube and then i decided i was giving up on youtube I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do YouTube anymore. It's just not growing. That video went viral. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And that's how I went from 1,000 to like almost 12,000 people on my YouTube na- channel now because of the worst video in history that has ever existed. But it was just me pre- pretty much in the dark being super honest about things. So honesty goes viral, uh, even if your videos are super bad. So that's one thing that I learned. Fabulous. Oh my God, I love this story. I love (laughs) it. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, if you went to my YouTube channel and you said the the most watched, you click on it. Like I put like a a thumbnail that kind of covers my my face. (laughs) I mean, a lot of my videos are like that. Like you turn it on and it like, oh my gosh, is she a goth? Or like, why can't I see her? Like, I mean, it's bad. It's bad quality because I'm still learning the camera. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but we're, you know, just like with anything else, it's practice, 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 you know? (laughs) Yeah. And and like going and, and finding, you know, the right information, that piece that you're missing. For me, I think that now it's colorization. So that's my big thing I'm learning. But, you know, every person that does videos too, you see that journey. You see how they have really bad videos and they get better, 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 better. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes some of our journeys are longer than others. Mine definitely has been longer, but I'm grateful for it because of what it's allowed me to learn. Absolutely. You know, and the the more you, you learn along the way, you will just be more and more grateful for each and every step rather than, you know, just being, uh, you know, straight away into showing up on camera and everything being okay because there's no story into that, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's okay. We're all learning. So... I want to ask you for the people that are listening right now that might be dealing with some sort of inner struggle. Maybe they realize they really need healing in their life and they're wondering if your book will help them. What's one piece of advice you can give them today to help them start and create that new life and kind of get over this struggle? So as I said, you know, my the intention of my book is just to encourage people to give writing a try. So I would say that no matter what uh, type of struggle you're going through, no matter how big or small it is, just try to put pen to paper and see how it feels like. And, you know, it, if it doesn't feel right at first, maybe try it 
a few more times before giving up. <laughs> and even if, like, after one or two weeks, if it that if it still doesn't feel right, then maybe it's not the right tool for you. And that's absolutely fine. You know, there are still any uh, many more ways in which you can express your feelings. You know, you can maybe you're better at drawing or painting or singing, and that's absolutely fine. But try to stick with with writing. And you know, the the easiest. Maybe not so easy, but you know the one way to start with is to just uh, sit down with a pen and paper and start writing with something really simple, like today I'm feeling, and then start writing from there, because you like if uh, for people who are not uh, very open to writing, it might feel difficult to dive right into um, emotions or, um, you know, go into a deeper place, but they will start with facts. And, you know, it might be something like today I'm feeling sad because I went to uh, the supermarket and they didn't have my favorite type of bread, but it's okay. It's a start. It's something that we need to keep practicing and the more uh, we write the deeper we will go and it's absolutely incredible how you know becoming aware of this process will just help us go through that struggle uh, in a different way instead of just keeping it inside of us and also you know some people don't have uh, someone in their lives to talk to Um, maybe they feel that their their friends or the members of their family are judging them so they still needs to release that negative uh, energy because you know if we just keep it inside of us and it piles up that will definitely not be good um so it's all about putting it in, onto paper so no matter what you're going through of course um you know start with with writing becoming aware of it acknowledging it and by all means if you need to go and ask for help it's absolutely okay to ask for help as well Awesome. So one question I always like to ask everyone that comes on my program is if you were able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out as an entrepreneur, what would it be? Oh, I love this. (laughs) I think I would tell myself to have patience, (laughs) you know, because you keep seeing around you all those successful stories and you feel that, oh, this is just going to happen. In one week, I'm just going to be on top of the world. And if you do that, that's absolutely amazing. Well done, you. But... You know, in 99% of the cases, it takes a lot of work and a lot of patience. And, you know, with patience comes that whole idea of not giving up either. Because if you're patient, then you will start seeing results. Otherwise, if you just expect it to be successful you know, in just a few days, then you might be disappointed. That's why it's better not to have any expectations, but to to be patient and constantly do what you're doing, have consistency and you know, just hang in there. <laughs> I, I really, I really wish someone would have told me that because this is what happened, you know, with my previous attempts of living the system. <laughs> That's exactly what I didn't know. Nobody told me that it takes time to, to succeed. You know, I was always expecting it to be a quick win. And every time I would leave my job and one month later, I would see that nothing 
really happens, then I would feel that the need to go back into the, the comfort of, of a job. So it was just in and out of the system. But when I learned, you know, that it's, it takes a lot more work than they actually tell you. <laughs> yeah, isn't that true? <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot of work yeah. and you have to keep on changing things up as things, you know, as you grow, as your business grows, as people change and they start asking you different things for different things and everything evolves consistently. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's consistency and also flexibility. You know, we, we always need to tweak things in our business and to adapt. That's, that's the whole thing. And that's also, you know, the, the advantage of having the freedom to make our own decisions because we decide what we tweak in our business. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. So if you're listening, I want to mention a couple of websites for you can reach Alex at impressivity.net and I will actually put that on my website as well and you can get a copy of her book Write Your Way to Happiness and that's also on Amazon and Alex I want to thank you so much for coming on today it has been a wonderful discussion thank you so much for having me Amy I really love this conversation so if you are listening thank you so much for listening to Thrive Radio for more information about this podcast you can go to a call to thrive.com thank you everyone and have a wonderful week